Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number 11 of Revelation chapter 18. We're going to be reading verses 5 and 6. For her sins have reached unto heaven, and God has remembered her iniquities. Reward her even as she rewarded you, and double unto her double according to her works. In the cup which she has filled, fill to her double. And I'll stop reading there. We saw in our last study that God um, had a set time to bring Babylon's sins into remembrance. He, of course, knew all about uh, the sins of Babylon or the sins of the unsafe people um, in the world. God knows everything about everything. But there was an appointed day for judging them, and so... As God um, uh, began judgment at the house of God on the corporate church, and that started back in 1988, and uh, it was carried out over the course of 23 years, during that time, judgment had begun at the house of God. So the final judgment of mankind was underway, but God was not dealing with the unsaved inhabitants of the earth with billions of people. He was dealing with those that professed to be Christian, those within the churches and congregations of the world. And while he was pouring out his wrath on the corporate church, it was as though for a time that the sins of the world were forgotten, that they had not yet come into mind. And, and, uh, of course, it was just a matter of the process of time. It was a matter of the proper season, uh, being reached and the appointed day coming. And that appointed day for remembering the sins of Babylon or for the sins of the world to come into mind, uh, in, into focus as the object of the wrath of God was May 21, 2011. On that day, judgment began in all the world. That that was the final um, outpouring of the wrath of God, and, and it's continued over the course of these years since, as we have learned from the Bible, that judgment day is actually a prolonged period of time that um, very likely will consist of 1,600 days. And throughout this period of time, God has remembered Babylon's sins. And as we were looking in Isaiah 23, and I want to go back there just for a little bit, Isaiah 23, and, uh, you know, I, I can't tell you how long I've looked at this and others have looked at this and not been able to understand what God is saying here. 
as it says in verse 15 of Isaiah 23, And it shall come to pass in that day that Tyre shall be forgotten seventy years, according to the days of one king. Now, both the seventy years and the days of one king, they identify with the Great Tribulation period. And so, in looking at what God had to say of Tyre, that Tyre would be forgotten 70 years, the idea kept coming to mind, well, to be forgotten was the judgment upon Tyre. And there is some language like that in the Bible, that uh, if God forgets you, that's not a good thing in some cases. But here, it has to do just with the times and seasons of God's program. Tyre is a picture of the world. And during the 70 years, that's when Babylon destroyed Judah, or when Satan destroyed the church. And at the end of 70 years, at the end of Satan's seventh and final kingdom, or or his final reign as a king, then God brings judgment on the world typified by Tyre, and it's no longer forgotten. And that's what it goes on to say here. Tyre shall be forgotten 70 years according to the days of one king. After the end of 70 years shall Tyre sing as a harlot, take a harp, go about the city, thou harlot that has been forgotten. You were not Again, the focus of God's wrath throughout the Great Tribulation. Make sweet melody, sing many songs that thou mayest be remembered. Now God is turning his attention to you, to the world. He gave the cup of his wrath to the city called by his name. And shall ye be utterly unpunished, God says to the nations in Jeremiah 25. Ye shall not be utterly unpunished. God then, not forgetting, even though they were forgotten in a sense, but now he, as it were, remembers and takes the cup of his wrath and and turns his attention to the nations, and it becomes time for them to drink. It says in Isaiah 23:17, And it shall come to pass, after the end of 70 years, which we can read at the end of the Great Tribulation, that Jehovah will visit Tyre, and she shall turn to her higher, and shall commit fornication with all the kingdoms of the world upon the face of the earth. And what does that mean? That Tyre will turn to her higher. Well, there's an interesting couple of verses in Micah. In Micah chapter 1, It says in verses 6 and 7, Therefore I will make Samaria as a heap of the field, and as plantings of a vineyard. And I will pour down the stones thereof into the valley, and I will discover the foundations thereof. And all the graven images thereof shall be beaten to pieces, and all the hires thereof shall be burned with the fire, and all the idols thereof will I lay desolate, For she gathered it of the hire of a harlot, and they shall return to the hire of a harlot. And here God is speaking of Samaria or Israel. 
which spiritually would picture the, the corporate churches, and when he says that he'll cast down her stones and discover her foundation, that's language of judgment on the church, when one stone shall not be left upon another. And yet God is indicating that as she turns to her hires, because she has behaved herself as a harlot, that it relates to being burned with fire and laying idols desolate. And she gathered those things as the hire of a harlot, and they shall return to the hire of a harlot. And and that means they will not enter into the house of Jehovah. That's actually a law that God laid down in Deuteronomy chapter 23. He says in verse 18, Thou shalt not bring the hire of a whore or the price of a dog into the house of Jehovah thy God for any vow. For even both these are abomination unto Jehovah thy God. So you cannot bring the price of a harlot into the house of Jehovah. And, and, and so when they return to their hire, it means that there is destruction. There is being burned with fire and being made desolate. I think that, um, that's what we can, um, we can tie in or through the language in Micah 1 in verses 6 and 7 that we can tie that in to what God is saying here when he visits Tyre and to visit is language of judgment as God says in Jeremiah 14 he uses the word um, remember and visit in the same verse in Jeremiah 14 in verse 10 thus saith Jehovah unto this people Thus have they loved to wander, they have not refrained their feet. Therefore Jehovah does not accept them. He will now remember their iniquity and visit their sins. And and that is, uh, of course, language of judgment on both counts to have your iniquity remembered and for God to visit your sins. And that's what's being said here of Tyre. Jehovah will visit Tyre. And, and, that, and that's when he remembers her, and she shall turn to her hire, and, and shall commit fornication with all the kingdoms of the world upon the face of the earth. That is, she will be burned in the judgment, she'll be made desolate, and her hire, her rewards for her harlotry will be destroyed. They'll not come into the house of Jehovah. There is no salvation. No one is entering into the house of God any longer once Judgment Day began. And then finally it says in verse 18, And her merchandise and her hire shall be holiness to Jehovah. Notice Tyre and merchandise. And uh, as we've seen, that she's a merchant city. And so is Babylon. That's how God is speaking of her in Revelation 18. And uh, it shall not be treasured nor laid up. And that um, statement ties in with what we just read in Deuteronomy 23.18. You, you cannot bring the merchandise of her hire, because it's the hire of a harlot, into the house of Jehovah. So the merchandise is not treasured nor laid up in the house of God. 
for her merchandise shall be for them that dwell before Jehovah to eat sufficiently and for durable clothing. That's a very unusual statement that God is making. And the only thing that I can see right now is that when God says that her merchandise will be for them that dwell before Jehovah, that would be the true believers dwell before Jehovah. In Revelation 7, the great multitude comes before the Lord. And so the merchandise of Tyre is for them that dwell before Jehovah to eat sufficiently. And this word is tied to the idea of the supper of our God in the day of judgment in Ezekiel 39. The word sufficiently is found there. Let me just turn there real real quick. In Ezekiel 39, it says in verse 19, And ye shall eat fat till ye be full, and that's the word sufficiently, and drink blood till ye be drunken of my sacrifice, which I have sacrificed for you, Thus ye shall be filled at my table with horses and chariots, with mighty men, with all men of war, saith the Lord Jehovah. And I will set my glory among the heathen or the nations, and all the nations shall see my judgment that I have executed, and my hand that I have laid upon them. So the house of Israel shall know that I am Jehovah their God from that day and forward. There seems to be some relationship here. Remember the merchandise of Tyre, the um, hire of a harlot, cannot be treasured up in the house of God, and 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 it it's as though somehow this merchandise of Tyre is destroyed in the day of judgment, and that relates to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Well, uh, all right, we're we're not going to understand everything here. Um. I'm happy that we understand a little bit more about Isaiah 23. And actually, uh, we can understand that chapter pretty well, except for maybe that last verse and some of the statements there. But um, but for the most part, now we understand why Tyre was forgotten 70 years and then brought into mind. And it also further strengthens our understanding of that 70 years typifying the Great Tribulation, and of God dealing with the world immediately after the Tribulation. As we we read in Matthew 24, 29, of the darkened sun, immediately after the Tribulation of those days. And, And so Babylon's fall occurred after 70 years, as God speaks of punishing the king of Babylon and that nation in Jeremiah 25 once the 70 years has expired. And again, that would relate, that would tie in with Tyre. Tyre and Babylon have several things in common. They, they're they both types and pictures of the world. All right, let's go back to Revelation 18 and verse 6. Reward her even as she rewarded you, and double unto her, double according to her works. In the cup, which she has filled, fill to her double. And God is speaking to his people, and he is telling the people of God 
reward her. And we can know he's speaking to the people of God because he says, even as she rewarded you. And this ties into the language of the assault of Babylon upon the temple of God. Uh, remember how God puts this. He says in Jeremiah chapter 50, in verse 28, The voice of them that flee and escape out of the land of Babylon to declare in Zion the vengeance of Jehovah our God, the vengeance of his temple. It, it was um, the king of Babylon and the Babylonians that came against Judah and Jerusalem and ultimately destroyed the temple of God in Jerusalem and carried away captive the Jewish people into captivity. And God, of course, permitted that historically to occur with the assault of Babylon and also permitted it spiritually to take place because God is the one that loosed Satan. And Satan's the one that destroyed the corporate church in a terrible way. Yet, God still holds him accountable, as he held the king of Babylon accountable. And and as soon as possible, it was exactly 70 years. You know, when we think about that, that's significant. It wasn't 75 years later, 71 years later, but exactly 70 years from 609 B.C. until 539 B.C. And we can be sure at the soonest possible day, then God raised up the Medes and the Persians and and they came against Babylon and took the kingdom in one night. So as soon as it were possible to do at the end of the 70 years and the destruction of Babylon was not a long drawn out affair that also um, happened very quickly in one night God brought judgment upon Satan and his forces upon the king of Babylon and the Babylonians and and God brought judgment on the world as soon as possible. He began judgment on the church, and that had to work out. That had to be fulfilled, the exact 23 years, the exact 8,400 days. The focus was constantly on the unfaithfulness of the churches. Come out of her, my people, or depart out of the midst of of the congregations, flee to the mountains. Again and again and again, the Bible opened up information concerning the sins of the church and the fact that God's judgment was upon them. And yet now the focus has shifted. The attention has turned from the church to the world. And the Bible is declaring the Bible is revealing the vengeance of God against the inhabitants of all the earth, not just the church. And this is where some are failing. They're failing badly because they're looking at verses like Revelation 22, 11 and 12, 
um, where God says, let the righteous be righteous and the filthy, filthy still. Or they're looking at other passages and, and they have the, the church on their mind so much. All they can see is God's judgment on the church everywhere they turn. Oh, that's another passage of God speaking of judging the church. Well, tell me, when will God get to the judgment on the world? At what point will he look to the nations, as he said in Jeremiah 25, after first giving the cup to the city called by his name? At what point does God turn to the nations and say, Shall ye be utterly unpunished? Ye will not be utterly unpunished. But according to these people who who turn every scripture and every passage, it seems, into God judging the church, because that's so much more comfortable for them. That's so much more easier for them to deal with that God has a judgment on the church body over there, especially since they've come out of the church, They've removed themselves and their families, perhaps from the church, and now it's just a matter of judging those people over there. Well, no, no, the focus is shifted, and the time has come, and judgment ended on the church. May 21, 2011, it was completed, and then God transitioned to the world. And after shutting the door exclusively on the church, he then shut the door on all the earth and on all the unsaved people of the earth. And judgment came to each house, to every unsaved person in all the world. And it has come to us where we are outside of the congregations. And you can't make it go away. You can't dismiss it. You can't um, turn the scriptures away from you by constantly wanting to focus it on the church. The Bible is not focused on the church anymore. You're behind the times if you constantly want to see every verse pointing to judgment on the church. No, the church is under judgment in so far as they're a part of the world. They're a part of Babylon. And it's all the world, all the kingdom of Babylon, all the kingdom of Satan that's under the wrath of God. So yes, the church is under judgment in that sense. But the central focus of the Bible at this time is the final judgment of all mankind. And God is speaking to his people And he's telling them, reward her, that is Babylon, the kingdom of Satan, even as she rewarded you. Look what she did. Look what she did to the glorious institution of the churches. That that church that was called by God's name, that represented the kingdom of God. And yet, God had allowed Babylon to be a golden cup in his hand in which he had all the nations drink from it and especially those within the churches they drank uh, deeply of her iniquity and they drank of her fornication and the church was devastated, completely destroyed 
in its rebellion against God. And now God says, well, the cup now is in the hands of the Lord Jesus Christ and also uh, the people of God are administers of the cup as we share what the Bible, the Lord Jesus Christ, declares. And, and so God says, now take that cup that was first given to the house of God and give it to the nations. And, and it is time for them to drink. And they're not going to drink the same amount. They're going to drink double. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.